Back with the Law of One, session eight, part two. We left behind some of the secret space program stuff and we're also going to talk about abductions today. Let's start. Let's do a little recap of what happened in the last video, part one of session eight. We started talking about the secret space program and then we transitioned into the Orion group and Don started asking questions about what the Orion group does when they land here and that led to the type of landings that they do. They explained how there are three different types of landings and some of them are programming the people that they actually abduct. So this is going to lead into the first part of this video, which is the abduction, specifically one that happened in uh, Pascagoula here in the United States in 1973, where two people were taken aboard, Calvin Parker and Charlie Hickson. And this story is actually very well known in ufology because it's, uh, it's renowned for the, uh, the type of experience that these people had. And they're going to explore now with Ra this story as they ask so let's uh let's get into the question but i also put a link in the description if you want to read more about it and see what ra had to say here was the landing at pascagoula in 1973 when charlie hickson was taken on board this type of landing ra says the landing of which you speak was what you would call an anomaly it was neither the orion influence nor our peoples in thought form but rather a planetary entity of your own vibration, which came through quarantining all innocence in a random landing. Don asks, what did they do to Charlie Hickson when they took him on board? Ross says, they use his mind-body-spirit complexes, life experience, concentrating upon the experience of the complexes of what you call war. How did they use them? The use of experience is to learn. Consider a race who watches a movie. It experiences a story and identifies with the feelings, perceptions, and experiences of the hero. Don asks, was Charlie Hickson originally of the same social memory complex as the ones who picked him up? Ross says, this entity of vibratory sound complex did not have a connection with those who used them. Did those who use him use his war experiences to learn more of the law of one? Ra says, this is correct. Did the entities who picked him up have the normal configuration? His description of them was rather unusual. Ra says, the configuration of their beings is their normal configuration. The unusualness is not remarkable. We ourselves, when we chose a mission among your peoples, needed to study your peoples. For had we arrived in no other form than our own, we would have been perceived as lights. Well, what density did the entities who picked up Charlie Hickson come from? What was their density? Ross says, the entities in whom you show such interest are third density beings of a fairly high order. We should express the understanding to you that these entities would not have used the mind-body-spirit complex, Charlie, except for the resolve of this entity before incarnation to be of service. 
And Don asks, what was the home or origin of the entities that took Charlie? Ra says, these entities are of the Sirius galaxy. All right, so let's talk about this part for a little bit. The abduction that happened with Charlie Hickson and Calvin Parker was done by a planetary entity from Sirius, not galaxy, but star system. Remember that Ra uses galaxy to refer as star systems. And this is something that they actually go back and forth in several sessions and Don asks like, he wants clarification as to what this galaxy term means, but that's what they're talking about. Now they come from the Sirius star system. And this is interesting because we know from different traditional um, civilization that they have cultures that talk about the Sirius uh, entities that came here. Now, one of the most famous ones, probably not the most famous one, is the Dogons uh, in Africa because they had direct contact with them and learned a lot. So much that they actually know that they knew back then before scientists actually realized that there was a double star system in Sirius, um, in the Sirius system. And what's interesting is that they actually show the pattern of the movement of the binary star system in the Dogons, their, their culture, they know this. So this is something that's really cool to know about. And also, I believe the uh, the other ones that I have were the Uros in actual um, uh, South America near Lake Titicaca in Peru. They also had contact with Sirius uh, entities. Now, they describe them as being fish-like, like dolphins uh, when they come here. And it's almost like a humanoid form. So this is something to keep in mind also when we talk about Sirius, that we know that there are entities, not necessarily those, but we know that the people that come from, from the Sirius star system are here to help us and to give us some knowledge. So that's why Ra says that it was in all innocence that they came here and they, uh, they abducted Charlie Hickson just to have an experience to see that. Now, they would not have done that if not for Charlie Hickson being of service before incarnation. He came here with basically that program to, uh, to help others. And it was like a mutual agreement that they had in other terms, spiritual terms. So that's all they're describing here. Uh, they're talking about the appearance too, which is nothing, you know, that for us, it's just uh, nothing, nothing that we can judge, you know, per se, but it's just interesting because they, they've never heard of that before. And that's it with the abduction. Again, if you have any questions, uh, of course, leave them in the comments. Uh, and also check the description box where I put a link where you can read more about this abduction. And with that, Let's go more into the secret space program that Don was curious to talk about. The most startling information that you have given me, which I must admit I'm having difficulty believing, is that the United States has 573 crafts like you describe. How many people in our government are aware that we have these? How many total people of United States designation are aware of this, including those who operate the craft? Ross says, the number of your peoples varies, for there are needs to communicate at this particular time-space nexus so that the number is expanding at this time. The approximate number is 1,500. 
It is only approximate for as your illusory time space continuum moves from present to present at this nexus, many are learning. Where are these craft constructed? Ra says, these crafts are constructed one by one in two locations, in the desert or arid regions of your so-called New Mexico, and in the desert or arid regions of your so-called Mexico, both installations being under the ground. Do you say the United States actually has a manufacturing plant in Mexico? Ra says, I spoke thusly. May I, at this time, reiterate that this type of information is very shallow and of no particular consequence compared to the study of the law of one. However, we carefully watch these developments in hopes that your peoples are able to be harvested in peace. Okay, so here you can start seeing how Don was very skeptical of everything he was hearing. He went from the abduction to still question what this uh, this new information he was getting from the United States. Now, bear in mind what the situation was in the 80s. Again, they didn't know about the secret space program the way we know it now. And Don, even though he was strongly into ufology and other scientific things, he wasn't very aware of what was happening. Actually, I would say that very few people were. And that's why he started questioning this a lot. And you can see that at this point, after asking all those questions, uh, especially like where they were located and um, you know the type of craft that was and every single question that Don was asking, Ra already gives a warning saying, uh, re they reiterate that there is this information is very shallow. It doesn't go along with the law of one. And that's why in the next question that I have from Don, I have a big star with red because I took away some of what, what Don said. He was he was still shocked and saying like, I'm sorry, but I just can't believe this. Uh, it, he said a bunch of stuff that, you know, it's not really that relevant. So that's why I put the star in the next question. But it's um, this is the point where the, uh, the people of Ra started saying, you know, this information is not that very much aligned with the law of one. But then Don asks, these crafts are physical crafts built by our physical people. I could go get in one and ride in one. Is that correct? Then Don uh, Ra says, this is incorrect. You could not ride one. The United States, as you call your society divisional complex, creates these as a type of weapon. Don asks, there are no occupants then. No pilot, shall I say? Ross says, this is correct. He asks, how are they controlled? Ross says, they are controlled by a computer from a remote source of data. He asks, why do we have a plant in Mexico? Which Ross says, the necessity is both for dryness of the ground and for a near total lack of population. Therefore, your so-called government and the so-called government of your neighboring geographical vicinity arranged for an underground insulation. The government officials who agreed did not know the use to which their land would be put, but thought it a governmental research installation for use in what you would call the bacteriological warfare. So here it's interesting to uh, to see how Ra, Ra describes that 
the people of the government in the United States and in Mexico didn't know about this. Now, this is classic of the secret space program, hence why it's secret. The compartmentalization that exists within these levels of the the military industrial complex, they allow for this type of secrecy when they are saying that we're doing some research that nobody else should know about and all this you know classified stuff this is how they get away with doing this stuff now geographically what Ra is saying is that if you see the first part of of the answer they said that they needed a lack of population they needed to be underground and with the premise that they were doing some bacteriological warfare which has nothing to do with their what they were doing so it's amazing to know that in the 80s Ra was talking about this where a lot of people didn't know and obviously it's been almost 40 years since then they have continued to do this and the consequences again they are uh, impactful for the people who are not aware of all the stuff that the, the cabal has been doing the United States along with China and other countries who have been cooperating with this. And again, it's not the country itself, but again, just like Ross says, this has nothing to do with the law of one, but just it's a remarkable thing from from this material that it had information that we now know to be true. And they were talking about it like it was, you know, a cup of tea conversation with uh, with Don. Again, Don wasn't too um, too satisfied with this because it was challenging his previous notion but let's get into the last questions after this and we'll wrap this up so don asks is this type of craft that dan fry was transported in ross says the one known as daniel was in thought form transported by confederation thought form vehicular illusion in order to give us to give this mind-body-spirit complex data so that we might see how this type of contact aided your people in the uncovering of the intelligent infinity behind the illusion of limits. Quick one here. Uh, Don just went back to the abductions because I guess he was kind of correlating the type of craft that they're using, the United States, and the abductions. But uh, the abduction of Daniel Frey was actually something different. Remember from the abduction of Charlie Hickson and Calvin Parker that they were taken by the uh, the serious planetary entities. In this case, Ra is saying that it was a confederation thought form, vehicular form of, um, of, uh, of craft. So it was mainly a project, as he says here, to see how this type of contact, they uh, it would help humanity to just give information about infinity and uh, the illusion of this reality. Again, if you remember from the past sessions, Ra has always been, along with the Confederation, trying to give us hints or trying to aid us into exploring uh, intelligent infinity through different means. But again, you know, this wasn't of that much consequence and that's why they discontinue this. And we're going to see in the last question what Don asks about uh, contacting them and he says would it be possible for any of us to have some type of contact with the confederation in a more direct way and to this Ra says in observing the distortions of those who underwent this experiential sequence we decided to gradually back off shall I say from direct contact in thought form the least distortion seems to be available in mind-to-mind communication therefore the request to be taken aboard is not one we care to comply with. 
you are most valuable in your present orientation. And this explains why Ra and other types of being like Kuo, who has been channeled a lot, they prefer just the telepathy type of communication or contact because every other type of contact has been measured or weighed down with negative consequences. And they seem to be at this time or through that time up until now just uh, aiding in telepathy. So the type of contact that Don was asking was like if they could get into direct contact. Basically, he was actually asking if they could, you know, summon some uh, some UFOs or some aliens from the Confederation to have a more direct meeting, so to speak. And to this, Ross said like, no, 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 no. We've been doing this for a long time. It's not working. So we just prefer direct telepathy, like what we're doing right now. That's what he means by saying you're most valuable in your present orientation. Again, because all they care is to transmit information. One thing to notice, and I will add this into uh, to end this video, is that Ra has some karmic uh, weight on us because of every single time they impacted on our free will and with negative consequences. So that also weighs them down. And that's why they're so invested also in our well-being here because they have a positive orientation. So this type of communication is a way to redeem themselves as well as to prepare us for uh, the ascension process that we're going through right now and that will probably end in the next decade or so. So with that, that's all I have for session eight. Um, that's basically the secret space program, the abductions and a little bit about the contacts that we have with the Confederation of Planets. Remember, the best way to contact them is through your thinking, your emotions and your dreams. So just have that in mind. We're all contributing to this. If you remember the equation, the formula that Ra explained that the more people are calling upon the law of one, then the more they can aid us in different ways, which is not going to be contact, at least as far as I know. Maybe they'll surprise us and we'll see a lot of aliens soon. We'll see. But for now, that's all I got. I thank you for watching. Uh, remember to like, subscribe if you haven't already and leave any questions in the comments. Description box has the links for this video and of course all my social and I'll see you in session nine.